Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's program. You are tuned in live to a broadcast originating from Aurora, Colorado. 303-690-3000 is the number to get on the on the air uh, whether you're listening live on the Grace FM or Radio by Grace networks around the country, Colorado, uh, including Colorado, Nebraska, Wyoming, or you're listening on Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, and it's broadcast one week delayed, uh, it doesn't matter. While the show is on, you can call, talk live to the live audience, and then listen on your station the following week. And uh, that's a that's kind of a cool uh, thing that you can do, and you get to be a part of the program, and then you get to hear it twice. So when you call, it's just like you would call if we were live, like you're on the phone with us. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. And, of course, you can always text um, text me directly. Uh, at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, and have the privilege of uh, being. Um, being a servant of the Lord, right? That's really what it amounts to, serving God, being open to His Holy Spirit, being led by His Spirit, empowered by His Spirit. And whatever God has you doing, just know that that's exactly where He wants you and how He wants to use you and how He's gifted you. Uh, and I'm excited in our church because here pretty soon we're going to be looking at the seven primary spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit in Romans it's going to be such a beautiful equipping time uh, for our church to learn what they're gifted in so that they can apply those gifts uh, within the body, but also in life in general. Just know how God made them, how God has gifted them, and how God wants to use them. So I'm super excited. This is not the first time we've done it, but our church is so new uh, that it's going to be new for a lot of people and a reminder for many others. I was talking to another pastor in town here, a brand new friend uh, that I met. He came to our pastor's breakfast, uh, and he is a pastor. He's been in this community for 15 years or so, and he was sharing with me as well that his church experienced a 55-0% drop in attendance um, during, you know, obviously COVID went to zero, but people coming back that so many people just haven't come back. Um, now, maybe that's you. Maybe you have developed habits during COVID that uh, need to be broken. Maybe you backslid. 
because you weren't in fellowship anymore. Maybe you become disillusioned with the church, becoming so political. Uh, maybe you became so political that you are disillusioned with God um, and you've created a God in your own image. Whatever the reason, it's time to get back to simplicity. And that's what we were talking about. It's time to get back to simplicity, to follow along what the Bible has to say on the church. Everything starts. There's nothing else without the church. Jesus said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. That nothing exists without the church. So the church gets priority and preeminence in our worship of Jesus Christ. It's something he's creating, he's building, that we are a part of his work and nothing preempts it. Nothing. And I want you to chew on that as we head out to Kentucky. Brittany, welcome to the program. Hi. Thank Hi. you for having me on. You're welcome. So my question was, um, it's a little bit long. There's a couple different perspectives on tongues that I was wondering. Um, I have been to a lot of different kinds of churches and recently been with a Jehovah's Witness. And Holiness Church believes that you don't, if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved. You don't have the Holy Spirit. Um, Jehovah's Witness believes that they're just talking about regular people's tongues, um, you know, just the regular language. It's not what we think it is. Um, and a couple other perspectives is that God will give it to you by faith. Um, so you speak in tongues, and it's by your faith that you are speaking in tongues. heard so many different things, and I need clarification on what's sure. biblical and what's from God. Great. I'd love to answer that question, but let's do first things first, okay? You ready? Yes, sir. Why are you spending time with Jehovah's Witnesses? She is actually my co-worker. And okay. we have been doing a Bible study to, um, I really believe that God's leading me to show her some truth. So and you're leading the Bible study? Yes. Okay, good. You you recognize the teachings of, of the Watchtower Society are, are not yes. biblical and yes. could greatly damage 100%. you. Okay, great. Yes, All right, sir. so. Let's go back to your question now. Okay, first things first, we got that taken care of. All right, so with the gift of tongues, uh, you could say that the gift of tongues within the scriptures, the manifestation of tongues, is a vocal miracle. It is a miracle of speech that was predicted um, by Jesus himself in Mark chapter 16 that they will speak with new tongues. Um, and so here's the definition. Tongues is a spiritual language that is used to express praise, worship, thanksgiving, and intercession to God. It is a God-given spiritual ability to speak a language that you have not learned and do not really understand. And if exercised in the public, it is usually not understood by listeners and needs to be translated by someone with the gift of interpretation. The word glossa literally means tongue physically or manner of speech and or a strange and obscure um, language, um, something that's unrecognizable, and it is a gift that is given to some believers, but not all believers, and it is not required for salvation. It is not an evidence. It is not the evidence of uh, the Holy Spirit's presence in someone's life. It is primarily a 
God-given spiritual language that's exercised between a believer and God in their own personal prayer closet. Okay. Um, I have been seeking, you know, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, I really have been with Pentecostal churches ever since I was saved about four or five years ago. I'm 26 and got saved around, you know, 20. Okay. Um, I lived in the world and God just hit me <laughs> Good. with his truth. And the first church I was in was Pentecostal with tongues. And I have sought after it and been so confused for the past four or five years and just really cried out to God to give me the gift. And I don't believe that I have the gift yet. So that's why I've been, because I know he desires us or, you know, it's good to desire the spiritual gifts God gives. Yes. And I've just been so confused on why God hasn't baptized me in the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, and why I don't speak in tongues. So that's why I was asking. Okay, well let's answer that question. That's even a better follow up question. Um you have not you have not spoken in tongues because God has not given you that manifestation. That's the only reason. Very similar to well, why can't I teach the Bible better? Or why, why aren't I a Bible teacher? Or Well, because God hasn't given you that spiritual gifting. Um, it doesn't make you a second-class believer. It doesn't make you any less than other believers because you have different gifts that God yeah. wants you to fit. It's like it's kind of like, remember what Paul said, you know, if the ear says to the eye, you know, why, why are you this and that? Like, well, wait a minute. You need an ear and you need an eye. Um, and... And so each member of the body is important and the desire to speak in tongues. And I would even make this suggestion. I don't know it because I don't know you personally, but I would say there is a possibility that God is, is withholding that manifestation in your life because maybe you're desiring the gift more than the giver. And okay. God is just causing you to wait and learn to love him and trust him and enjoy him regardless of what he gives you. Um, you know, there could be a lot of different weight raise reasons that God is is not bestowing that upon you. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that um, you're a bad believer or a bad Christian. And and I would say if you've been exposed to, you know, the more traditional Pentecostal churches, you may have been experienced and seen the excesses and the misuses and maybe even misteaching on this particular topic. And that leads to some confusion. But the Bible does say to seek earnestly the gifts, so it's okay to seek them. Uh, it's okay to ask God, and it's okay to walk away saying, okay, Lord, not this time, um, uh, number one. Number two, if you have asked for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, have you? Yes. Then you've received it. Many times. You've received it. You walk away by faith. There is no nothing else left for you other than to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember what Jesus said? This is so good. This is so good. And he uses these um, examples um, that would, we could totally connect with. And he says, um, he talks about in, I want to say it's in Luke, uh, but let me go to, oh no, it's Luke 11. So in Luke 11, uh, Jesus has this teaching and it's so good. Uh, he says, uh, let me get there with you. Um I want to, I don't want to. Okay, here it goes. Verse 11. If a son asks for bread 
from a father among you, will he give him a stone? And if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Amen. So you you have asked, God has answered, yeah. you do not need to ask anymore. Um, you can ask to be filled, you can ask to have a special unction and anointing, but like on the day of Pentecost, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was a one-time event. If you asked for God to baptize you, to be submerged in the presence of his spirit, he has answered that prayer. Okay. Amen. Yes. I've, I've had so much depression and sadness mm. from yeah. trying to seek after it and having yes. condemnation, like yes. you said, like I just felt like I wasn't a good enough Christian or I'm right. just doing things wrong or, you know, maybe I'm not saved. Maybe I, I just didn't know. And, I'm currently been out of church just a little bit because I really do believe what I've been learning is incorrect about the tongues because they're telling me to just speak and you're speaking in tongues by faith. And what you're telling me is God will give me that in my prayer time and secret time with him and I will know it's from him. That's right. Yes, you don't pray. You know, that's a that's one of the excesses of the Pentecostal, many Pentecostal churches is they teach you to prime the pump. Just prime the pump. Well, no, if God hasn't given you the gift, you're you're not going to make him give you the gift. Um, you know, let, let's just say that you have the gift of mercy. Let's just say you are a merciful person. Well, we need the gift of mercy. The, the gift of mercy is more valuable than the gift of tongues in many ways the gift of mercy is going to be used a lot more than the manifestation of tongues. And so your value in the body um, is exactly where God placed you. And you are a hundred percent important in the body as much as I'm a hundred percent important in the body. Amen. And if that, this is really helped. Absolutely. For good. Sure. If you want to text the program, anybody that wants my notes, I can, I have them up right now. So it'll be very easy for me, I can send you the notes that I use when I taught on the topic of tongues. That would be absolutely amazing. So anybody that wants them, just text us at 720-336-0897, and I will send them off to you, and then you could read through them because there's a lot more that I say uh, in that that will, I think, really bless you. And will you say that number one more time? 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven, and that is yeah. our um, that is our text line. And as you get it, I'm gonna copy the link right now and make sure I send it off to you guys. Anybody okay. that wants them. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank bless you for you. the radio station, and you have a great day. So Thank grateful you. to be out with Kentuckians. Bless you. Bye bye. 303-690-3000. You want my notes on the gift of tongues? Text me. I'll, I've got the the link ready to go, uh, and I'd love to share it with you so you can be more equipped uh, and ready to uh, learn about this important manifestation. Um, it's uh, it's so good, so encouraging. Uh, verse-by-verse study will, will equip you like that. Uh, 
That was one of the things I was sharing with my new pastor friend too, that our approach to ministry at Calvary Chapel, just go through the Bible. And one of the frustrations he was feeling today was just, I don't, it's so hard to come up with a new Bible study topic, a new thing. Like, and I'm, and he says, how do you do it? And I'm like, well, we finished last night. As a matter of fact, we were in Genesis. I intended to teach the whole chapter. I had notes for that, but the Lord took us in a new direction. So I was faithful to share that. And now next week we'll pick up where we left off in verse 10 and I'll finish the chapter. And that's that. I already know when I'm going to be next week. And then the following week, chapter seven, and hopefully we can get through the chapter. It's just such a, so grateful for the family of uh, Calvary chapels and how we've been discipled. I'm just, it's just perfect for me, perfect for my life and what God had in store. All right. From Kentucky, we're coming back to Denver. Manuel, welcome to the program. Hello. You're on the air, Manuel. Hey, uh, how you doing? I come out to see you uh, most Sundays, and you're right. you're excellent at what you do, and, and uh, your, your you. talk is just so convincing and uh, heart it grabs grabs my heart when I come out to see you. Oh, right on, man! It's so good to have you. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't come on radio too often or ever, but <laughs> I'm kind of nervous. My question uh, was, uh, I recently had uh, did the a water baptism at the beginning of the year. Yes. Uh, and, and I kind of, I'm kind of lost still. I don't feel a purpose, but I've been reaching, looking, searching for the Holy Spirit. And, okay. and it's, it's kind of, I, I, I don't know how to put it into words. It's kind of like elusive or, or it seems like I'm grasping, okay. reaching, hoping and praying. And sometimes, oh. so let me ask you from your knowledge and your, 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 your you know, your extensive, what you do, um, is the Holy Spirit, can it, is it like a conscious thing? Like, do you, something you feel or it talks to you? Cause I felt that before and I'm, I was kind of, it's kind of confusing to me. Yeah. The Holy Spirit definitely speaks. And the primary way the Holy Spirit speaks is through the word of God. So the more that you understand the word of God, the more you will train yourself to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, much of the much of the teaching on the Holy Spirit has been has made the Holy Spirit some weird, awkward, hard to understand, don't know what he's saying kind of environment. But the Holy Spirit wants you to understand. He wants you to know what what His will is for your life. He wants you to understand the desires that He has for your life. And the primary way that we hear the Holy Spirit today is through the Word of God, uh, and. And so in light of that, the um, significance of the the significance of understanding the word is super important to knowing if what you're feeling, hearing, uh, understanding is from the Holy Spirit or not. Because if it contradicts the word of God, you know right away it's not the Holy Spirit. Like if you felt, if you called today and go, you know, I visit your church, Ed, and, and uh, calling you on the radio now, and I just kind of think the Lord wants me to rob a bank. Uh, you know, and I'm like, no. Uh, I know it's a silly illustration, but it makes sense, right? Because the Bible says, don't steal. So we don't need the law to tell us. Um, we, we know that the Bible says don't steal. So we know that's not the Holy Spirit. Um, but if, if you said, no, need to um, go to the bank and pray with somebody that's at the ATM, I would say, okay, um, why don't you go and wait till they're done so they don't feel like you're robbing them or something, 
and just say, hey, God sent me over here to pray with you. Are you okay? And you'd be surprised. Like, that would be okay to go pray with somebody. So can you tell the difference? Like, the first place I'm going to look at is the Holy Spirit speaking in his word. Yes, that, that, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Like, for example, I'm a driver, and I drive a semi, and um, I get cut off a lot, and people, you know, say and, and do, you know, ugly things while I'm driving. And, and sometimes instead of, uh, I used to get mad about it and honk my horn and stuff, and, like, nowadays, like, just recently, like a week or two ago, something in my head says, Tell, something tells me, like in my head, it's like a voice. I don't know, not much of a voice, but it says it's not that big of a deal. Just, right. just slow down, and you'll get to your stop when you get to your stop. Mm. And it's like an actual mm. word, actual yeah. voice, but but not a not a audible voice, just like a thought. That's why I was asking, could it be yeah. a conscientious thing? Yeah, it could be both. It could be the Holy Spirit calming you down, comforting you. Right? The Bible says that God is the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulations. And so God could be imparting to you comfort so that you make a wise decision uh, and you don't do something you're going to regret. Absolutely, that could be the Holy Spirit. You bet. It could also just be your common sense. But, you know, where do you get your common sense from? But from the Lord. Um, so he gets credit for everything. Um, yeah. You know you you know that that if, if God is leading you in his life, in your life, then he's going to get the credit no matter what. And, and, and we don't have to be so concerned if it came from the spirit or not. I just think that we give credit so many other places than no, God's comforting me. I'm a, I'm a, this guy just cut me off. I could run him over if I want, you know, dumb, dumb thoughts. Obviously, I don't know what your thoughts are, but you know how we get upset on the road and the Holy Spirit's going, no, that's not you. I I live in you and we're not going to hurt this guy. Just calm down. You'll get over it and let's move on. Absolutely. That could be the Holy Spirit. You bet. Yeah. You know, so that. That, that that really makes a lot of sense to me because in the past, like the past, I'm talking like six months or before, I felt the power of water baptism. I yes. would I would get mad and I would really be mad for a long time, like like hours to the to the end of the day. And now I become more patient and yes. just more like not so much, no much in a hurry. It's just more calm. And now my question is, could that? the the effects of the actual baptism that water baptism that i went through and because i've been, I've been earnestly asking every single day every morning i say please holy spirit please 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 yes show me yeah. or come <clears throat> to me or give me a sign i mean i don't i mean i don't even deserve much i don't deserve anything so the answer I, the answer is forward. no it has nothing to do with your baptism nothing okay. your baptism wow. was your obedience uh, to listening to God and doing what he says. And so the baptism is an outward act that you participate in, just like telling the truth, just like doing the right thing, not stealing from your employer. Those things are things that are going to come from you that they don't create what you're describing. However, you ask a great question. I'm going to read to you a passage of the Bible And I want you to consider, I want you to pretend that you are a tree. I know it's kind of a silly illustration, but I just want you to picture in your mind a tree. And we'll call the tree the Holy Spirit. Or in this case, we'll call the tree Manuel. All right, so I got a tree in my backyard, and his name is Manuel. You ready? Yes. This is what the fruit 
of Manuel is as he lives in God. This is the fruit. It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is known as the fruit of the Spirit. So because Manuel the tree has the Spirit of God living in him, the kind of fruit that are on the branches of Manuel's life and Ed's life is love, joy, peace, patience. They weren't there before, Manuel. And now they are, and you're experiencing them. This is evidence that your baptism was real, that you're a real believer in Jesus Christ, that you are a real follower, that you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, you are sealed by him, protected by him, and now these things that weren't a part of your life before, you are just like living your life in Christ now. You're still, you know, you drove a truck before, you drive a truck now. Uh, and and how, but, but you're acting different because God is in you. And where does your baptism play a part of it? Well, your baptism is revealing to you that you're serious and that God is in you. And so you look back to that act of obedience. It's often the very first huge act of obedience for a believer. And it sounds like that's what it was for you. And here you are bearing the fruit. That's Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Manual the tree abiding in Christ is bearing this fruit now. Wow. So he hears me. Yes, he hears you. Every oh, single time he hears you. Just, oh, Pastor, you just don't know what this means to me. It's it's amazing, isn't it? Oh Lord, yes, it does. It's so amazing. It just if it if you felt what I feel this minute, this second, you would be amazed. Well, well let me add something even better. The reason oh, no. why, the reason why you have all this coming through your life is because God loves you, because He loves you unconditionally. He He cares for you like no one has ever cared for you. He supports you like no one has ever supported you. He loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son as a sacrifice for you. That he loved you even when you were not with him, even when you didn't care, even when you were doing your own thing, whatever your past is, all of this is an experience of the amazing love of God. And if you will just believe, Manuel, every day that God loves you, and has his best and your best, they collide together, you're going to experience even more of the Holy Spirit in your life because your whole life will be responding to the love of God. This is so amazing. Uh, I, I wish you knew how good that makes me feel. I I believe you. And, and so I'm going to give you some homework, okay? Yes, okay. This is a very important thing that most believers don't do, but I'm going to help you do it at the beginning and also everyone else. And this, I want you to memorize. Have you ever memorized anything? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's I want you to start. It's hard for me to. It is. Well, that's good then. Then it'll be a discipline for you. Um, <laughs> and this was one of the first verses I memorized because I felt a very similar thing that you're going through right now where I just couldn't believe it was hard for me to believe that God would do changes in my life so quickly. Like I figured I'd drag my whole life up in 23 years. That's going to take me 23 years to fix it all. And no, God started working immediately. 
And so Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And then one day you can call, or I can see you at church, and you can just tell me from memory all the fruit of the Spirit. And one of the reasons you're memorizing them is because then when it happens, the Lord can say, See, Manuel, I love you. See, Manuel, I'm with you. See, Manuel, this is what I said would happen in my word. You're living out my Bible right now. All right, Thank my you. man, we got to go. I hear the music. Bless you. Look forward to meeting you. Hey, this is Calvary Live. We're coming up on the first break and only break. Came so quickly, but we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's program. I forgot, I forgot that last Thursday we talked about the hidden gem and everyone was requesting that. Uh, and then I also talked about tongues today and people were requesting that. So if you are requesting notes, either the hidden gym or the tongues, please specify when you're texting uh, because the text line is blown up and I want to get you exactly what you've been asking for. So there's a hidden gym and I was talking about it last week and because it's delayed, um, people are texting that. And then if you want the the article on tongues, People are my sermon notes, actually, on tongues. Um, people are asking for that, too. Just ask for it, and I'll, I'll send you both. I'll send you one. But please let me know what you're asking for so that I can make sure you get the right thing and I don't mess it up because I've already messed up one in responding to all these texts. 303-690-3000, Bianca in Aurora, Colorado. Welcome to the program. How are you doing, Pastor Ed? I'm doing well, Bianca. What's up? <laughs> Uh, I just have a prayer request and maybe a word of encouragement for someone because I just sense that maybe someone out there is feeling like nothing's really happening in your life and maybe you feel like you've been mistreated because of the current situations that are going on and maybe you think that people think of you as the scapegoat or maybe that you're forgotten but I just want to say that you're not forgotten because you're a child of God and so I don't know who that's for but I just sense very strongly that it's for someone listening. Great. Thank you, Bianca. I'm going to give you something to pray about. Would you be willing to do okay. that? Okay. So God God gave you this word, and you shared it faithfully, and I want to thank you for that. But now I'm going to ask you to pray that God would give you a name or that God would give you a gender uh, that— because there are times, and I feel the same way, where I don't know who it's for, and I'll, I'll say that. But then there's some times where I feel like, you know what, this is for 
and I'll give a name or like at a service, I'll say, okay, I shared this, but does anybody here, um, was that for anybody listening? Uh, and, and so I'm going to ask you as God's giving you revelation and word that you just say, Lord, if you would, I'd be, I'd love to know the name or I'd love to know if it's for a man or a woman and see if he doesn't answer that prayer, Bianca. Are you still there? Okay, well, thank you so much. Yeah, and so I think we should pray for those who are feeling that way because I do recognize it could be for anyone. Okay, well, go ahead and pray. Lord, I just want to pray right now for this man or this woman, whoever it is, or even if it's a group of people or that they're just feeling like so discouraged because nothing's going in their favor and maybe they feel defeated, Lord, but I just pray right now that you would show them that the victory is already won in that you are the one that's fighting for those people, and I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, okay, thank sister. You. Thank you. Okay, so here is I'm going to do this on Bianca, Bianca's behalf. If this word was for you, would you text us, call us? Or even email me so I can pass this along to Bianca. Because it is very encouraging to know that when God gives us a word that it was actually for someone. So as you were listening to Bianca and you were just like, man, that's for me. I can't believe I was listening to the radio at this time. Or I was listening to the live broadcast or the the, the live stream or, or online or whatever. Um, and whenever this airs, because this is also going to air one week delayed, would you please... Text us, 720-336-0897, or call and get on the air and share what the Lord's doing in your life. Uh, maybe we can pray for your discouragement right now, 303-690-3000, or you can always email me. My personal email is ed at edtaylor.org, ed at edtaylor.org, and that goes directly to me. And right now, I've got two offers on the table, uh, preferably text me. 7203360897 if you want a copy of my notes on teaching about the gift of tongues or the hidden gem that we talked about last week uh so I'm seeing two uh different requests and that's my fault I should probably do it differently I totally forgot that this air is one week delayed so but I'll I'll take care of them all don't worry about it I'll I'll send you whatever you're asking for if I make a mistake just retext me and I'll do my best uh, I've got a uh, text that came through. My name is Avram, and I'm on dialysis looking for a living kidney donor so I can return to normal life. Um, Lord, I pray for a miracle on behalf of my brother who is asking for a kidney from a live donor, and I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, I got another text. Give me a call. We have open lines. So I got another text here, and... Uh, let's see here. Let me pull it up on my computer. It's Psalm 69, 28. 
He says, let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. And so the question on that text was, or is, can I bear the fruit of forgiveness while still asking God for the offender to be punished? Or are they mutually exclusive? That's a really good question. Uh, And again, this is something, we are a resourcing church, so we have a lot of resources, and I would want to send you the forgiveness packet. You have to email me on that, uh, the forgiveness packet. Just email me, ed at edtaylor.org, and ask for the forgiveness packet, and I'll send you a whole bunch of things on forgiveness. So when you're reading the Psalms, what you're reading is the inspired words that David, mostly the Psalms, he wrote most of them, expressed. It doesn't mean that the words that he expressed represent the character of God, especially as you come into the new covenant. Uh, Even though the character of God never changes, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But now through Messiah, he uh, sees us through the blood of Jesus Christ. So still asking God for the offender to be punished. Now, when you say the offender to be punished, if you're asking for justice, from a just God, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong for asking a just God to be just with a particular person. However, we have to watch our motives. And uh, certainly in the pain uh, that I've experienced in the last nine years after my son passed away and the people involved, and I have certainly asked God for things that were not biblical out of anger, frustration, and pain. Like like David says, break their teeth. Well, yeah. Um, for some reason in my flesh, that would make me really happy. But in my spirit, it would not. It's sin. My motives are wrong. Uh, I need to clear them up. Now, it's not every day and, you know, not like for nine years, like 365 days a year. But man, there's just these things. You get a an email, uh, you know, right before Christmas and you're like, oh my gosh. This is crazy. What are we dealing with this for? And Lord, this is the exact opposite of what we've been praying for. And how how do you let them get away with it? Why do they get away with it? I don't understand. And you just start thinking, you got to watch your motives. And so a better prayer to pray is, God, I trust the situation to you. And that's that. And just take your own pains and cares and concerns. Just take your own concerns. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. But the more time and attention you give to the offender, the more jacked up you're going to be, the more the enemy is going to mess with your head. Um, You know, forgiveness, I like to do this in our church. Forgiveness, listen, it's like this. It's like a clap. But walking in forgiveness, healing, overcoming is a process. And if they continue to sin against you, both to you and behind your back, then you're clapping all the time. Your hands are probably hard because you're forgiving all the time. You've got to walk and live in forgiveness. So I would say to be careful, just because it's in the Bible, it doesn't mean it reflects the character of God. What we have in David is an emoting. He's emoting uh, things that you and I feel, but in his emotion doesn't validate our bad attitude toward being hurt, being mistreated, being maligned, on and on that list goes. Great question. So good. 
Text Bianca, you're listening. Bianca, are you ready? Bianca, are you listening? Are you still there? Here's a text. Bianca's prayer was for me. Thank you. So, Bianca, now you have validated that you did hear from the Lord, that your desire to call the show and to share that word and to pray was absolutely from the Lord. And there you go. Isn't that awesome? It's always good to have a validation. Uh, Here's another one. Bianca's word was for me. I'm kind of discouraged. Don't see an end to my current situation. I could say the same thing with you. While I don't I didn't walk today with discouragement, so I, I don't believe that Bianca's word was for me today, like in the moment, I can agree with you. I'm kind of discouraged and I don't see any end to my current situation. It only gets worse. The the wickedness and evil only gets worse. And uh I'm like, oh Lord, come quickly. Now you understand. Um now you understand when you say Maranatha, Lord, even so come quickly. It's not an escapism as much as it is desire to be in the fullness of what God has promised, that Messiah has come and promised you life, life in the fullest. Uh, Here's another one. Please tell Bianca, thank you for her word. It was for me and probably many others. People have called that didn't want to be on the air. Uh, Bianca's prayer was right on target for his niece. (laughs) So good. Looking for notes on the gift of tongues? Text me. Mention tongues. If you're looking for the hidden gem, text me and mention hidden gem. If you want them both, text me and I'll give them both. 720-336-0897. Back to Colorado. Karen in Littleton, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you and I thank the Lord for you. Well, thank you for that. What's going on? Um... I don't know if you're aware of like Daystar Television Network, um, but there was a gentleman on Joni Lamb's Table Talk. Uh, his name is Jimmy Evans. Are you familiar with him? I am familiar with Jimmy Evans. I don't watch okay. that channel very often, but I am familiar with him, yes. Okay. Well, he was pretty quickly going through all the end times through the Book of Revelation. Okay. One thing he said just, you know, kind of, you know, when you hear something that's wrong or different, I just kind of perked up. But he was talking about um, at the time when the two witnesses will be on the earth uh-huh. and that when they're going to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem, and I don't know if it's just them or, or you know, other people as uh-huh. well, but he said that sacrifices will start up again at the temple. And to me, that doesn't make any sense because Jesus was the once-for-all sacrifice. Sure. Well, so the what sac- do you think he's referring to? The sac- there will be a temple and there will be sacrifices, I believe, during the millennial period, but they won't be for salvation. They'll be for uh, symbolism, and they'll be for honoring um, the sweet-smelling aroma to our Father. Um, the, it will be like a memorial of the worship of God that... You know, just like the Lord's Supper, just like communion is a memorial to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Animal sacrifices will be a reminder uh, during the millennial kingdom. Uh, it w- there'll be an object lesson, if you will. Uh, they won't be salvific. Now, let me ask you a question. Let's let's go a little deeper, uh, biblically. 
Did animal sacrifices save people in the Old Covenant? Yes or no? Not for eternity, but for a period of time their sins were covered. Okay, so let's ask let's be let's be really laser focused because this is very important that you recognize this. So I'm gonna say it again. Did the animal sacrifices uh, let me even put this, did the animal sacrifices cover the sin for a year of people in the old covenant, yes or no? Yes. Okay, I would disagree with you. I don't think animal sacrifices covered sin. Do you know who covered sin? Oh, I, God, Jesus. Correct. And so they were acts of obedience. They were required by God without the shedding of blood. Uh, there is no remission of sin. Yes, yes, and yes. And so I understand where you, where, where your answer is coming from. But I want you to consider that in the old covenant, the men and women of God were saved exactly the same way as in the new covenant by grace, by faith, through by grace through faith. And the the faith was manifested through the old covenant system. Looking forward to Messiah, every time there was an animal sacrifice, it was a reminder that there was coming a sacrifice. There was coming a person that God promised. There was coming from the very beginning of of Genesis that the seed of the woman was coming. Um, But it wasn't the animal that saved anyone. It wasn't the blood that saved anyone. It was only a picture and a type of the one to come. So you could say in a very real way, even through an act of obedience, the animal sacrifices were also symbolic in nature, pointing to the God of Messiah who would then cover their sins for a year in response to their obedience to his covenant. Um, I believe in the millennial period, it'll be far more symbolic, of course, because it's after Messiah as he's ruling and reigning. Uh, and it will be just like of we taking communion, uh, even of the little elements or a full Passover meal, it is a memorial of the finished final work of God. Wow. Do you think people of that time were confused as I was? No. No, I don't. Um, but I do think that, pe- and I don't, I don't know that, you know, for us for today, that this is a, the millennial period can be a very confusing topic. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't think too, too low, you know, I wouldn't beat myself up over it because you're learning. We're all learning, and we're all. Every time somebody asks a question, I get to learn again. Um, however, the those that were in the old covenant, when they thought of the millennial period or the kingdom age, um, they were crystal clear. They wanted Messiah to come. They desired. Um, maybe they didn't understand the fullness of the animal sacrifices. Maybe they worship God, thinking my animal sacrifice covers my sin, and God honored their faith. Right there. Because we're all progressively growing. We're all being sanctified. All of us have a different knowledge level. And God takes into account our simple faith. No matter what we know or don't know. says, no, I believe in you, God. And God accounts that for righteousness. Isn't that awesome? I think you you just opened my eyes to, you know, something that I can maybe witness to uh, regarding people saying, you know, well... God's grace isn't apparent in the Old Testament. Oh, and so not true. Yeah, yeah. That, that's you're right. That's a that's a good application of what we just shared. God's grace. I mean, I'm just studying right now. We just did Genesis six. The very first time grace is mentioned is in Genesis chapter six. Remember, it says Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Well, yes. 
all that stuff, the worldwide flood, sin, ab- sin abounding it is Jesus said, you know, the last days are going to be just like the days of Noah. So it's out yeah. of control sin. But in the midst of abounding sin, what is there? Abounding grace. So much. I'm glad that uh, the Holy Spirit, you know, kind of made the hairs on the back of my neck stick up, stick up <laughs> on that. Because Good. now it prompted me to ask you and get clarification. I agree. And I, I'm glad that you did because that's how we learn. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and you have a wonderful evening. Okay, bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. You know, just thinking, uh, Kevin, you want to start praying again, but just thinking about Daystar and TBN, and we used to have Grace TV here locally, and now some other guy um, owns those channels that I would never, ever in a million years recommend. But, man, I would love to provide Grace TV again here in Denver. I would love to provide Grace TV for people that are watching TV. Man, that was such a great run. Frank was with us back then, and uh, Frank was running Grace TV and Grace FM. I mean, he was just working his tail off. And But we provided Grace TV throughout all of Denver and Colorado Springs. Uh, and so, Lord, just hear our lips and hear our hearts. And you know our desire for a trip, uh, a station, radio station in Canyon City. We lay that request before you. Grace TV, God, you know, um, you know that we were faithful in the five or six years we had Grace TV. You know, we, you know that our desire is to provide the gospel for people watching TV, so there's no confusion. Um, so, God, we just ask that you do something miraculous. We want to provide it, so make it happen, Lord. I mean, I'm not commanding you, but like I'm, 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 I'm like that that uh, persistent widow, Lord. I come reverently and in respect, but we if you want to do that kind of TV in this city, in Colorado Springs, we would be willing to do the work, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So pray with us. That was a out-of-the-blue just desire in my heart. That's what I do when, when things are on my heart. I'm just like, okay, Lord. If I'm driving around, it's just like, okay, we want to do it again. I haven't thought of Grace TV in forever, um, for a long time, and now just thinking, geez, Man, we used to have Al Pittman on there and Greg Laurie and Skip Heitzig. And we had solid Bible teaching on the on television 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We um, And Kevin said he's been thinking about it the last couple of weeks. So, Lord, if you want to do it, we'll, we want to do it. And uh, help us, Lord. 303-690-3000. You guys, I, I'm not answering the text right now, but I will after the program. If you're looking for my notes on the gift of tongues... Just text me, 720-336-0897. If you're listening, uh, and I know a lot of people are listening around the country about the hidden gem, I'll send you that link too. Just ask. And I hear, so one text just came in, both. So I'm going to send them both. Um, And I, I, because I want you, I want you to learn this. I want you to have, I want, and you can listen to the Bible study too. If you're more, like my wife, she's more auditory. Just go to our website, calvaryco.church, and put in the word tongues in the search under messages. Put in the word tongues, and the Bible study will pop up. You can listen to it. You can watch it. You can forward it. Um, if you, I learn better by reading, um, uh, so I love notes. I, and we just want to put it in your hands. And I want you to grow. I want you to understand this gift. I don't want you to be confused by it. I want you to grow in God's grace and 
And if I put all the work into putting the notes together, it doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt me at all to share them um, and make them available to you. And I'll probably turn it into a blog, a blog cast, a blog post soon too. Um, and here's Frank texting in, yes to Grace TV, yes. So what we need is somebody to give us a, radio, a television station. Uh, that's what we need. That's what we're asking for. If you own a television station or you have a sub-channel on the digital TV in Denver or Colorado Springs, we will take it. We will use it for God's glory. I wish we could do it around the country, but we're a Denver station. But pray for your church. Um, we would love to. So once once again, as we come to the end of our program today, I want to make sure that you guys understand you're listening to local Christian radio that's owned by a church. So support Higher Rock Radio, support Truth FM, support Hope FM, support the Radio by Grace Network, and support Grace FM. And I think we're what we'll, what I'll probably do is get all the websites. Kevin will just give them to me, and I'll keep them on my computer. I should have done this a long time ago, and then I'll help uh, give. I'm not asking for you to support Grace FM unless Grace FM blesses you. I'm not asking you to support Radio by Grace unless Radio by Grace blesses you. I'm not asking you to support Hope FM unless Hope FM is blessing you or Truth FM. Like I know that it's free to you and the listener, and we want to keep it that way. I mean, obviously, the FCC controls all that. However, it's not free uh, to keep it going. It's just... <laughs> It's it's a joke. I just start laughing of how expensive it is, and even you know it's expensive time wise. Uh, our station went off the air, uh, I think Sunday, and Kevin and Matt had to drive all the way to the middle of nowhere to reset it. So it's time. Um, it's time. Um, it costs time too, an investment of time. So um, let's go to Fort or Lauderdale Lake, Florida. Anessa, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. You're welcome. You're on the air. Hi, um, I just wanted to have, I had a prayer request for my sister, Angela. Okay. All right. Um, she went blind a little while ago. Oh, I'm and, sorry. Yeah, and I just would like for you to pray for her. Let's do that. Father, I pray for Anessa's sister. What a very hard thing for Angela to now face being unable to see. And it reminds us as well to pray for our sister, Bianca, who's also blind and is a good friend of the ministry. And I know it's a super challenging disability to have, uh, super challenging, uh, especially as it comes on recent. And so I pray for Angela that you would comfort her, encourage her, and help her to navigate without something that we just take for granted and give her other senses the ability to compensate and make up for the weakness of her eyes and being unable to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, thank you so very much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Bless you, sister. Bye-bye. Oh, man. You know, we're studying the book of Genesis, and and sin has done so much damage. Our bodies aren't what they're supposed to be. Our relationships aren't supposed to be what they're supposed to be. Our relationship with God was greatly damaged. Our relationship with each other is greatly damaged. I mean, we're looking... I, I... was looking at the study again today because we didn't get to finish last night. And so I had to redo a study for next week and just looking at the, the rampant reckless sin. And isn't sin it's worst when it's against the glory of God. And isn't sin it's worst 
when you take no care and concern for God, and then secondly, no care and concern for your fellow man? Isn't sin as it worst when you kill babies in the womb? Isn't sin at its worst when you commit sexual immorality, when you commit adultery? Isn't sin at its worst when you walk away from God? I mean, sin is at its worst where it does great damage. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, and I call you to a place of repentance today. I do believe that is a word from the Lord. God is calling you to return to him today, inviting you to the marriage supper of the Lamb. But it, it isn't just a mere decision you make in your car or your kitchen. It requires you to repent of your sins, confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And if that's you today listening in, I want you to do that right now. You can just ask God, forgive me of my sins. I want to live for you. I want to follow you and come back to you. And you can go to our website, gracefm.com gracefm.com and there's a tab that says know God and we want to stay in touch with you we want to stay connected to you there's information there of how to follow Jesus gracefm.com of course go to any of the radio station websites you're listening to right now uh, and they provide very similar information How, how do I follow Jesus bless you guys see you this weekend we're back in the book of Acts the Lord is good and greatly to be praised he is worthy of your full devotion. Go to calvaryco.church. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.